I don't know about you, but I love a parade. What's your favorite parade? You ever been in a parade? Parades are great. Parades have bands and themes and music and colors and flags. Disney World has great parades. They even have lighted parades at night. You can see all your favorite Disney characters. I've been attended a, a March 17th St. Patrick's Day parade with green and someone was giving out baked potatoes. Memorial Day parades. I marched in as a Boy Scout and lots of soldiers and memories there. What is your favorite parade? Doesn't Defiance have its own parade? What? Our parade is what the Halloween parade, correct? A number of floats, advertisements, and now lots of candy if you go to a parade. I remember the Rose Bowl parade. Don't you like Rose Bowl parades? When I was a kid, I always watched for my football team's band to be in that parade. There's usually one or two teams there, correct? Lately, it's been only one in the Rose Bowl parade. The other hasn't been there, sorry. But I love a parade. Parades have sometimes changed. Parades now come to people and locations. Joe Diffie married a young lady from our congregation, my previous congregation, and sadly he just died due to COVID-19. And it was said the other day that there was a parade of pickups and tractors. People came by his house to pay tribute to him. Very caring, kind, warm individual. I read about a parade of a 100-year-old lady in the Cleveland area. She couldn't go out. However, a parade came by her a number of weeks ago. Family, loved ones, the local high school band, and other people came by celebrating her 100th birthday. And today we even remember World War II and other veterans who are unable to get out of their home, but they're remembered for their dedicated service. Sometimes soldiers from a, a nearby military base and other veterans come by and give parades to them, parades that they never had. I love a parade, but recently the largest parades are now sports teams. When your sports teams win championships, I'm still waiting to go to one in Cleveland. No offense, okay? That'll be quite the parade. A parade when the sport teams come by and they have the trophy with them and they go to a central location. See, parades, I love parades. What hasn't changed about parades is that there's honor and prestige. There's generals and Caesars. In the past, Caesar used to ride in front of a parade with his conquering army. Generals, there are ticker tape parades in New York City, especially after VE and VJ Day. There's courts, doesn't defiance. I know that in Henry County, there is the, the Tomato Queen uh, and courts for the Tomato Festival Parade. There's queens, there's grand marshals, like in the Rolls Bowl Bay, uh, Rolls a bull parade, driving fancy cars and convertibles and limousines, white horses and grand chariots. I love a parade. They're very moving. The sound, the music, the sights, it just keeps on going by. You just stand and watch. Who knows about parades? And parades celebrate the past. July 4th, there's parades, and there's Veteran Day parades, and there's Flag Day parades, and who knows Maybe there'll even be a parade when COVID-19 is what? Over. Who knows? Parades celebrate the past. But you and I, we're here to, gathered here today because of a special parade, and that being Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday was its own unique parade. And there you can see the, the color blue, the national color of Jews. 
And you could see people buying in adoration as the king comes in, and there's all sorts of people there. That's a unique, famous painting of a parade. But Jesus' parade was sort of different. He didn't ride in a convertible or a white chariot or some fancy car, but he rode on an old donkey, a beast, a burden, a servant animal. And he was sort of a unique king. He didn't have with him uh, trophies. He didn't have with him um, golds and riches and conquested people and animals like other parades of his day had. And a parade, then his parade, points to the future. It isn't so much about the past. They hailed him as king, but it's more about the future of what he will do. And his parade is a victory that had not yet been won. Many just saw him as a magician or a great teacher, a person of authority. That was a very unique parade. However, this parade was also somewhat different because Jesus had enemies who wanted to deal with him. Doesn't sound like the modern day parade, I'm going to back up a little bit, does it? Like here, or here, or here, or here, or these sorts of parades. These Jesus type of parade points to a very different type of future. Let me go through that real fast. Here we go. And his parade. I like this picture um, from the 14th century. I won't try to pronounce the person's name. See, Jesus had enemies based on jealousy, fear, and hatred. Now, this is another way of looking at Palm Sunday parade. Go and look at the at the uh, picture with us. There you have Jesus coming into Jerusalem. He's being adored in sort of the golden circles above people's heads. Those are saints who adore him as king of king. But notice he's walking into a walled city. In the walled city, sometimes people there aren't, they don't have round halos above their head. They might be unbelievers. They're people who see him somewhat differently and skeptical. Now notice this, this artist decided to put Palm Sunday in uh, the contemporary of 14th century Europe. You see how coming into the walled city, the design, the people, what they're wearing, sort of indicates how Jesus is received. You see, when Jesus came into Jerusalem, not everybody was happy. The Pharisees weren't. Here comes a new teaching. Definitely the Sadducees weren't because he was interrupting the crowd and talking about a different temple. And Pontius Pilate and the Romans weren't very happy about Jesus being there because they knew there'd be trouble and maybe bloodshed, and Caesar would hear about it, and there'd be hard times. But Jesus, really, his enemies were jealousy, fear, and hatred. He was growing popular. He called himself king. What happened if the Romans would clamp down everyone? What would happen if the chief priests and the Pharisees would lose their place of power? So Jesus had a very different sort of parade, and he had enemies. Now, you and I, too, in the parade of our life, we have even greater enemies sin and death. Our enemies sometimes our own lust, our own pride, our own envy, our own selfishness. Sometimes our enemies are fear and death itself. I look at the cleveland.com site for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and I see the COVID cases growing around our state every day. You know, there's seven in Defiance County, but there's none in the two counties south of us. We fear death from COVID-19, and who might die? I haven't been in to see my loved ones for about five, six weeks now. My father had a clear bill of health after a cancer screening. My mom's in a nursing home, and I don't want to go in and possibly infect them. See, we have greater enemies, sin and death, selfishness. There's hoarding, especially a toilet paper. Hopefully that's going to come out. 
We deal with the enemies of sin and death. Now, we're all familiar with MapQuest, isn't there? You know what I mean by MapQuest? I just love it when it says you have arrived at your what? Destination, and it's correct. Sometimes I type in the wrong address. Who are you? I'm Pastor Muse. Oh, they're about two doors down, okay? Well, there was this one game um, in which a person was golfing, and uh, you were able, when you hit the ball with this game, this video game, you were able to help direct your ball. And eventually someone was being cute because a lot of elderly people played it, and the ball took them to a gravesite into an open tomb. And when their ball went and reminded them that death was what? Imminent, that's right. You have reached your destination. We have our own enemies in our parade of death, sin, death, and the fear of the devil. Now, this Jesus who comes in on this glorious parade, he fights with humility. He doesn't fight because he's won a championship or won a great battle or has great riches with him, but he's a very humble man. Do you know what humility is? Humility is I need no honor for myself. Humility is that I'm a sinner who's been redeemed and I really bring nothing to the table. Humility is if there's any good in me, it's only because who's inside of me? Christ Jesus. Christ must be greater. Humility is a great gift. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It doesn't, Paul, talk about love. Love is patient and kind. It doesn't seek itself. It is not prideful. It doesn't need to boast. And he fights on a donkey, an animal of peace and servanthood. Whenever a donkey is there, it means someone's doing work, someone's serving somebody else. A white chariot means something different. He fights with humility. I like what Luther says about this, a humble person. A truly humble person is false to no one, a pure heart before God. Why? Because I bring nothing to you, God. He does not seek his own interest. Humbled doesn't seek his own interest. A humble person, truly humble person, only cares about everyone else. C.S. Lewis once said, you know you're talking to a Christian when the first 10 minutes you're talking to a Christian, they're asking you about your lives. They're very humble. I don't need honor and glory myself. But Jesus is arguably the most humble man who ever lived. Well, of course, he's God. Notice what Paul said. He humbled himself. He became obedient to the point of death. Death on a what? A cross. Jesus said, I have come to do my Father's will, not my own will that's so prevalent in our modern-day American culture where we need to all be looked at ourselves and how many Facebook friends do I have and how many affirmations. Jesus is truly humble. Greater love has no one than to what? Lay down his life for his friends. Back to humility. What does he say? A humble man is false to no one, a pure heart before God. He does not seek his own interest. That is Jesus for us. And due to that, you and I, we will have an eternal victory parade. We wave palm branches. Now, why palm branches? Well, that's sort of like the official flag of Jews, God's chosen people. I'm part of the kingdom of God. We wave it, just like we wave American flags. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm waving the flag for freedom and for prosperity. I'm waving the American flag um, for rights, for liberty for all. Wave palm branches. I'm part of God's kingdom. I'm I'm a chosen child. We wave palm branches. How do we do that? Well, prayers celebrate his victory. Whenever we pray together, we're waving a palm branch. You hear us, God. Now, Luther says that God knows all our needs. So why do we pray? Well, prayers are opportunity to say, God, I trust you. I know you know what I need, but I'm going to speak it out to you um, verbally. 
How else do we have our palm branches? When we love his word, devotion and love to his word, we wave branches. This is Jesus. I'm going to listen to him. Remember transfiguration. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. And Jesus went down the plain to the parade. And how else? Faithfulness and care to others. We shout Hosanna. Hosanna when we love and care for others. Maybe a little kinder. Somebody else goes in line first. If I'm inconvenienced, it's not that hard. That's how we celebrate the parade of Jesus in our lives. Prayers, love his word, faithfulness and care to others. That's how we do that. You see, our final destination is heaven. And we part of that eternal parade of victory. Imagine if heaven was a parade, starting with Adam and Eve, then maybe Abel, maybe Abraham, and David, and the prophets who were slain, maybe Daniel, and Amos, and the other prophets, maybe Peter, and Matthew, and John. Imagine a parade of all those people in heaven. We haven't yet joined that parade, but one day we will. Maybe you have loved ones who are in that parade. Our final destination, unlike that game with the golf ball, the golf ball goes into uh, the grave, our final destination is to be part of the victory parade of Jesus Christ and the Lamb and his kingdom and streets paved with gold and the wonders of heaven. That's a blessing we have. So how about this for a closing thought this Palm Sunday for those of us who love a parade? Hosanna in the highest, that ancient song we sing, for Christ is our Redeemer, the Lord, our heaven, our King. Oh, may we ever praise him with heart and life and voice and in his blissful, blissful present, eternal rejoice. And all God's people say, Amen.